sonnet of consumerism. Ever wonder in a world of consumerism, who's the consumer? Who's the product? You may think that you are the one owning things, but it's the things that own you. Head and heart. When unmoderated materialism is the world's norm, consumer is the product. Product does not does the consuming. And this insanity is revered as industri- industrial growth. Then they wonder, why is there so much suffering? The point is, your insecurity is good for business. The shallower you are, the more your pocket empties. But if you don't want to end up at La Casa de Loco, stop living in products and focus on memories. Corporations chasing revenue cause economic disparity. Buy less, buy local to construct a sustainable economy. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 441 uh under the cull of ms this is going to be a previews part one episode we're gonna do a bunch of previews right away this week and just get it over do one each day i'll do a little comics or whatever in the beginning segment and that was a quote by aviet nascar from giants and jeans 100 sonnets of united earth but uh yeah don't listen to that just shop (laughs) buy the things you want that you can enjoy (laughs) but yeah i'll do this for this week is going to be mostly this if we have some days left in the end maybe i'll do some other segments but i figured i'd just throw in a little bit of stuff to start these and then just end Each one with a few segments of the previews of things to come out in a few months that you may want to buy from your local comic book store or online or however you buy your stuff. And today, the little side thing that we're going to talk about is Silver Surfer Rebirth. This is number five. It's got a cool, I got the cool scrawl variant cover it was a while since i read this one i don't remember much of what happened throughout this uh silver surfers battling the character with the mechanical dreads him and uh Thanos are taking on this character from the last issue trying to get a gem that Thanos wants and he made a deal that Surfer was going to help him get this gem and you get to see the big battle with him and see what happens and I like how this one they played with a variety of different artwork styles in here and we got to see this like moment of going through different realities or whatever and we actually run into another character in here towards the end i i don't want to give it away but someone that just so happens if you're reading the she hulk run is uh appeared in there And I mentioned that I was actually getting more interested in that character also. But you got to read this story to find out what's going on with all this. With these with Surfer and Thanos dealing with this entity. I can't remember his damn name. I was hoping they'd... Uh, I'd catch it on here, but... I just don't see it at the moment. I can't think of who he, what his name is. But he's just this big, massive, mechanical 
beast that has these like mechanical dreadlocks hanging off his hair for hair. But yeah, I'm not gonna keep searching for that. But I love this scroll variant that's got the surfer holding his board, and then his reflection in the board is a scroll scroll ref reflection. It's pretty cool looking. But yeah, I was happy with that. And I am still enjoying this run. I think this actually is this only going to be. No, actually, this this was the fifth. It, it was only a five issue run, I believe. But yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. I've been enjoying more and more of these Silver Surfer runs and uh, comics that I've been getting my hands on from the past and getting into the character more and more as I re keep reading them. So. And the other comic I'm going to talk about today is Spawn Number One, which was a special. I got it for the uh, blank white cover. So if I ever do come across McFarlane, I can have him. This is the one I definitely have him drawn if I could have that done. But this is a recommemorative edition type thing for the old spawn number one issues and brings back a bunch of stuff from the past. You get, you get the different covers that I, that were done for the original run and which I have those, those comics. We got some, uh, variety of artwork in the back. That shows you layouts and how it looked when they are setting up the comic. I like this because I feel that this one's kind of mixed in with the newer version. Because I don't remember the news teams. Were they back in 1992 where they did the CNN gal, the conspiracy guy and the other uh, news source but it shows us uh, throughout the years the the whole spawn universe how it from 1987 the early 90s the way it looked what was going on and just I loved how they did this how they laid it out and it's a great little this one goes up there with like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 100th issue special thing where they did uh, the whole backstories and stuff. I like how they've been doing them lately with these little commemoratives and the different little styles that they're doing them. And they're actually coming out pretty fun and enjoyable and give you a nice look at the past and and the present of what's going on with those characters. And I suggest definitely keeping an eye out for things like those and seeing if you can get your hands on some of those different things that they've been coming out with this last year. And they've done them in the past too, but they've been coming out with some really fun ones this past year. So check those out. Other than that, we'll end this segment with a little Kelvin and Hobbes cartoon. And then we'll do the previews. Yeah, Kelvin and Hobbs outside playing, looking at it. Kelvin's picking at it, something under a rock while Hobbs holds it up. Kelvin says, I hate Sundays. The day off is ruined by knowing I've got to get ready for school tomorrow. Hobbs says, Why don't you we get your chores done now so we can enjoy the rest of the day without worry? Hmm. I hate to delay fun, but maybe you're on to something. This will make the fun more fun. So they clean the bedroom. They do their homework. They put their stuff away. Get their school bag ready for tomorrow's going to school. 
gets his clothes ready for school the next day, makes his lunch, gets that all put together, takes his bath, and then they go running off. At last, we get we got everything bad out of the way. And all of a sudden, his mom catches him, and she says, there you are. It's time for bed. And you see Kelvin and Hobbs laying in bed, and Kelvin's all mad. See, if I ever listen to you again, Hobbs says, never put the low priorities first. (laughs) All right. That was our fun for today, I guess. And now we're going to get into the real fun. The goodies that are coming out in the future. So hopefully you'll hear some that you like. And we're going to talk about them right after this. And hopefully you can find something to, that you'll pick up at your local shop. Or online or wherever you like to get your comic goods. Your comic book goods. So we'll be back. It's that time again. Previews is here, and you are going to have to see what they have to offer for the items coming out roughly, oh, October, September, October, right around that period. I was hoping for a lot of Halloween stuff. There's a few that look Halloween-ish, but... We'll see what they have to offer when we read their descriptions. But we're going to start out with 06 Protocol number one by Aftershock Comics. The seemingly perfect life of the Marino family is shattered when family patriarch Faust is brutally murdered on a quiet summer night. His wife, Kat, and 16 year old daughter, Missy, are forced to confront a shocking truth about Faust's involvement in a secret government program known as the 06 Protocol. Now, Cat and Missy have to protect each other as they are hunted and haunted by the people and secrets of Faust's double life. It's a fun little spy drama type book there from Aftershock Comics. And we have 1868 Shouts Against Shoots graphic novel. This is by Shockdom SRL. South Italy's far west between history and fiction. The story of the legendary brigand Michelina di Cesare during the 60s of the 19th century. So I'm guessing that would be 1860. The phenomenon known as brigandism in the southern regions of Italy is our own far west, an entire population conquered by the army, which descended from the north, deprived of its lands, of its laws, of its traditions, An invasion met with a diffused and transversal resistance. Former former Borbonic soldiers, former veterans, both from Garibaldi's and Republican armies, but also families, chaplains, and whole villages. Among the ranks of those who fought to the bitter end was Michelini de Cesare in the territories near Caserta, where she was betrayed. little western-style format put with the Italian background. Next up, we got Two Land, Season 1, Number 1. By Two Land Comics. I don't remember ever hearing of that company before. The city of Tuland has been very active lately. There has been a spike in low-level crime, political confusion, as well as looming feeling, as if there is a puppet master dictating these seemingly pretty 
petty crimes, pretty crimes. <laughs> On top of all this, the city has a mysterious new hero. No one has seen him. No cameras have caught him in action. And only witnesses of his presence are the criminals. Are the criminals. <laughs> Will Toulon's streets return to their once peaceful norm? Is there a so-called puppet master pulling the strings behind these criminal activities? Will this self-appointed savior of Toulon reveal himself to the people? You will have to read it to find out. <clears throat> it's like it's by Toulon Comics. The name has Toulon and the town in it is Toulon. It's like a little bit of a might it might be a reason why I've never heard of that company before. It might be making its own company. Alright, we got AXE Avengers number one one shot by Marvel Comics. That's Axe with the periods in between. The first of the three story essential judgment day one shots. Tony Stark has spent his life building suits to protect him. Now he has to enter a suit of armor that could kill us all. Can he survive? Can anyone? I don't know what the X format is. I thought that was out a while back. So I don't know if this is bringing it back or if they're just starting it all anew again. But I never got into the first one, so I couldn't tell you much about it. Next up, we got Acid Nun by Silver Pro Sprocket. A bad trip leads Annie, our earnest heroine, through a journey of suffering and self-discovery. Caught within the confines of her own mind, Annie struggles against the doubled weight of trauma and despair. In order to crawl her way out, she must grapple with the cruelest parts of her psyche and make peace with her inner child and suppressed past. Annie argues with her demons and punches her way towards the light with a little help from her dedicated and loving friends. Helbert crafts an unflinching yet compassionate story about pain, rage, and blessings we can give ourselves. They have Action Comics number one, the Simile Edition, which gives you that old school design on a 2022 cover of Superman lifting the car off, dirt, off the person that is injured and damaged. And then we got, oh, no, those are ongoing ones. We have some. Canadian comics, it looks like, possibly coming to fruition, called Alberta Comics Anthology Home Graphic Novel by Renegade Arts Entertainment. What makes a good home? Is it a crashed starship with only a glitchy holographic attendant? A page of art that transports the artist along with her cat, which the artist into the vastness of space, which which the artist into the vastness of space. I think it should probably say that it whisked, whisked them into space. I don't know. That's got to be a misprint mis there somehow. Is it navigating new parenthood amidst foreign traditions, values, and language? Or how an owl keeps a family sane during lockdowns? Short comic stories featuring a diverse selection of award-winning and new comic creators, representing many different styles and genres. And they got a lot of different authors of a variety of different Runs and books. Quite a few people have their hands in on this one. 
I don't know if they're all Canadian based artists and writers or what it's based off of. I'm going to end it there and I'll get back with more stuff at another time. All right, we're hopefully going to get back to the items of things coming out in the future. But when we first went on, the website was down. Now it's back up. So hopefully it'll stay up with us. So if something happens, that's why. But for now, let's run through it until we get kicked off it. Starting out with Alien Gaged, number one, by Literati Publishing. As an alien attack rampages the city, Garrett accepts that his time has finally come. It's the end of life as he knows it. As a sing- single man, that that is, sorry, I got a burp attack all of a sudden. Blinded by love, Garrett is blissfully unaware of his apocalyptic surroundings as he strolls through the mania to pop the question to his girlfriend, Claire. Meanwhile, Garrett's best friend, Morris, races through the city to save them both. It sounds like it could be interesting and fun, but they don't really give you too much information on it. I wouldn't mind possibly checking it out. Then we got All Out Avengers, number one, from Marvel Comics. And like I said, this thing is being iffy. It doesn't want to click on my pages right away. So that could be very disturbing and irritating. But introducing the all-new Avengers series that starts in the middle of the explosive action and races to a shocking climax. An alien attack. A missing piece of wormhole tech a city warped its citizens transformed into hideous creatures loyal to an an empress from the far side of the universe and a certain captain marvel looking to her fellow avengers with murderous intent sorry scratchy throat too (laughs) plunge into the action and take a deep breath because you will not be allowed up for air as a thrilling new series kicks off in the strongest, strangest way possible. Got some interesting characters that are part of this Avengers group. It's like Thor, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Spider-Woman. Who knows who else? Alright, we got Alter Bridge, Tour of Horrors. Uh, Page isn't responding. There it goes. This is hardcover form. I'm sure you can probably find it softcover too. By Z2 Comics. Live for one fright only. Or live for one fright only. When one of Alter Bridge's roadies goes missing, they find a ghoulish replacement. And what what better way to pass the time between gigs than with four terrifying tales that are sure to keep you up all night? Join Alter Bridge, writer Emily Ryan Lerner, and artist Annapola Martello, along with Clay McLeod Chapman, Nielsen Blake II, bunch of people for a spine-tingling ride through the supernatural. I thought they were going to give us some names of the stories or something to kind of at least teaser us into this. Alter Bridge is a band, of course, and it's another music-based comic of stories. But this is more fun fiction-style version than the... 
than some of the musicians styled stories that are based off some real life aspects of it. We got American Vampire 1976 trade paperback out by DC Black Label. If you missed out on that run. And then we have Antioch number one by Image Comics. Frontiersman creator creators Kinlan and Ferrari pick up where that series left off with an all-new ongoing series. A king from a lost continent enters the world of man with a purpose to stop us from killing the planet. But when he finds himself in a superhuman prison, his title is useless and his powers only matter if they help him survive. Another one that, yeah, they're just not giving us great imagery or purpose for these things. There's reasons to buy them if they aren't giving us a little bit of storyline. This one, I don't need a storyline. I just need it because of the cover. But we have a Pama, the Undiscovered Animal, number 12. But the reason I'm talking about this, it's not a starter issue or anything like that. It's because it's got... Uh, Uh, his name's leaving me right now, but the character that runs Full Moon, <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman, uh, is making an appearance in this one, and he's cast as a silver-tongued mattress salesman, wanting a Pama to sign autographs at his mega blowout sale. What could go wrong? Featuring the ominous return of Apama's first supervillain. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Apama doing number 1 through 11 on here recently, so I don't know why number 12 just popped out like this, but hey. I'm liking it. It's got Lloyd Kaufman on the cover. Lloyd Kaufman sold it to me, so I will get it for that reason alone. And then, I don't know if these will have anything new, but we'll check them out and find out. But we have Archie Encyclopedia by Archie Comics. And this one, uh, this encyclopedia of Archie Comics characters and universe is the be-all, end-all guide to everything in the expanded and ever-growing world of Archie Comics. Sure, you may know who Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and Reggie are, and maybe you even know a thing or two about Dilton, Ethel, Cheryl, and Moose, but that's still only just scratching the surface of the vast library of Archie Comics characters, an ideal collector's item for mega fans, as well as the perfect jumping-on point for any fans that are new to Archie Comics. Get set for an expansive tour of Riverdale and beyond with this Archie Encyclopedia. So yeah, it's there's a lot more characters than that in the Archie world that you may want to get to know. And a lot of them that have just been coming out recently. So hop on and get your knowledge on and get caught up on the whole Archie gang. I go on that route. But then we got Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 333 by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, three goes into three. Three is the magic number in the special 333rd issue. And you know what has three sides? A triangle. And triangles are important to Riverdale. Well, at least one is. Archie, Betty, and Veronica's love triangle. But triangles aren't the only special shapes in Riverdale. See what other geometrical figures pop up in this fun story. Then, in case of the high-grade hacker, an internet threat known only as Pseudo has come to Riverdale. 
They're attacking school databases and wiping out all students' grading data. Worried that this will cause Archie to have to repeat the school year, he enlists the help of Detective Sam Hill to crack down on this hacker. Let's see. Sounds like some fun. Some good old Archie fun. Here we got Archie Showcase Digest. Number 10, Sabrina by Archie Comics. This one, if you'll let me bring it up. We're celebrating Sabrina the Teenage Teenage Witch's 60th anniversary, which I thought we did last month. But because I thought I ordered one teenage Sabrina 60th anniversary item, but with a special digest showcasing some of her most magical and mischievous stories throughout her history. So that almost seems like the thing that I ordered. It's like this is looks totally different, so. It's got scary-looking Sabrina on the cover, too. <laughs> All right. Now they have Art of Tiny, Te- Tiny Tina's Wonderland, hardcover by Dark Horse Comics. If you missed out on the any of the Borderland game, video games back in the day or the present ones, they have so many fun expansions that have been added to it, and one of the best ones ever is Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, got its own add-on that was probably bigger than all the other add-ons. Uh, enjoying it, loving it. Uh, we'll keep playing all the border game, Borderland-style games. They have tons of fun, interesting characters in the artwork. It's enjoyable, too, just checking out these different images and stuff that... These ideas that they come up with, they're great. Next up, we got Azza the Barbed, number one of five by Scout Comics. Writer Pat Shand and artist Rio Burton launch a new fantasy epic. Azza was born into a family that, for generations, served in the Obsidian Guard, a military unit of holy warriors. During Azza's coronation, a magical ceremony that would imbue her with a holy, holy glowing powder power, something went wrong. Instead of the sacred obsidian tattoos, she became married with thorned black mark black markings, and was banished by her people. Now Azza lives in solitude, guarding a great evil. But when that evil escapes and begins to spread its wicked power, Azza must make a choice. Save the people that expelled her, or allow her hometown to fall to evil. With an emotional, comedic, and awe-inspiring story of empowerment, Azza the Barbed blends fantasy, adventure, mythology, horror, and action in this unforgettable new series it covers definitely got an interesting uh type of rock structure character thing it's, could be interesting scout comics does a great job uh a lot of stuff i read through them has been a lot of fun so i get high hopes for them <laughs> But who knows? Let's see what happens. Next up, we got Back to Fairytalia, number one of six by Invader Comics. Once upon a time, childhood friends found a magical doorway to Fairytalia, an enchanted realm full of wizardry and wonder. 20 years later, they are a bunch of self-absorbed adults who don't believe in fairy tales anymore. Until a talking squirrel and a chainsaw-wielding fairy show up on their doorsteps. In a fast-paced quest to save Fairytalia, 
from an unspeakable evil, the gang has to evade wicked witches, battle orcs, ogres, and break into Cinderella's castle while suffering through fairy farts, skimpy outfits, and several musical numbers. Good luck with Happily Ever After. Uh, you had me all the way up until the musical numbers part, but I don't know. They have some pretty interesting looking characters on this cover. This could be probably a pretty fun story. They have a Back to the Future Power Idols character. It's basically Marty McFly's body with his skateboard. But instead of having the stomach and head of the body, they have the video case of the Back to the Future movie. And then it's also a charging dock for your cell phone. And it's by Numbskull. That's kind of cool. That's a cool way to do your charging dock. That way you can have a nice little thing on your knickknack shelf and then just set your phone on it once in a while to charge it up and there you go serves a purpose and looks cool i uh, would think they'd also adapt it so you could stick your marty mcfly dvd right in the back of it or something like that but yeah bedtime bedtime stories trade paperback by rebellion Or it's bad time, bedtime stories, trade paperback, not bedtime, bedtime. (laughs) In these explosive, hysterical comics, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Snide, Little Miss Muffet and Little Red Riding Hood run wild in chaotic retellings of beloved tales. These anarchic, frenzied comic stories from the pen of Leo Bazendell are arguably the jewel of the British humor comics. Beloved by many of their do-it-yourself storybook aesthetic when they were originally printed in Monster Fun, now in this stunning new collection, the comics are restored to their full glory while reprinted in a smaller style to retain the intimate feel of the originals. Crammed with gags and hidden details, these bad time bedtime stories are the perfect late night read for kids and growing ups. And a fun little tongue twister to say uh, along the way. Uh, let's see here. We got Batman Nightwatch number one by DC Comics. If it decides it wants to come up for me. It's being stubborn. Looks like this one could be more animated style. But after a massive breakout at Arkham Asylum, Batman and his team are on a mission to bring all the escapees back. First on the list is Clayface. Using social media, Batgirl taps into an informal network to track down, to track the villain throughout the city. This inspires Penny One to create a more organized network of informants and spies called Nightwatch. I don't know who Penny One is. I don't remember ever hearing that character before. He's like Pennywise, the clown, or Money Penny from 007, or... Iron Man isn't his girl's penny girl's name Penny too for something. I don't know. But next up, also Batman related. We got Batman, One Bad Day, Two Face, Number One, One Shot by DC Comics. Two Face has always been viewed as Batman's most tragic villain. If only Harvey Dent hadn't been scarred by acid he could have continued his good work as DA in Gotham City and been Batman's greatest ally and friend, right? Or as Batman extended Harvey Dent too much grace in his multiple attempts at reform. He's the most tragic villain. I mean, he only got half his face damaged. Joker got his whole body damaged. I mean, come on. Jeez. 
He'll question himself as Harvey Dent is free once more. Scarred, but seemingly free of Two-Face's influence. But when it's revealed, Harvey Dent's father has been threatened to be murdered on his 88th birthday. Will Two-Face be able to resist joining the party? I don't know. Will he? Oops. I'm using the wrong... I got two computers going, two mice that I'm operating, and it's just getting it all mixed up here. Now, this one you have to buy just because of the Michael Allred cover. I mean, that alone is going to make you do it. But we have Batman, The Audio Adventures, number one. And like I said, cover B is the Michael Allred cover, which is the one you're going to want to get. This is by DC Comics. Don't touch that dial. Picking up right after the season finale of the award-winning podcast, Batman, The Audio Adventures, continues in this new seven-issue miniseries. Now I'm going to have to go look for this podcast before I read this book. A string of attacks that has plagued Gotham's seedy underbelly, sending criminals into a panic. But it's not Batman who is striking at the heart of the city. It's a group of mysterious assailants on the hunt for an ancient artifact. As Batman hunts down these assassins, he finds clues that keep drawing him to their true goal, the Sword of King Scimitar. And the storyline isn't something that would pull me in, but it's got the all red cover, and that's the reason I have to probably get it. Ah, oh, so much stress. Uh, let's finish it off with one last Batman. Batman vs. Robin, number one. This is also by DC Comics. And it does not have an all-red cover, sadly. But it has a lot of covers, so I'm surprised they don't have an all-red cover. <laughs> Alright, spinning out of the events of both Batman, Superman, World's Finest, and Shadow War. Father and son will do battle in one of the single most earth-shattering tales ever told. Deep in the heart of Lazarus Island, a demonic legacy of the Ghoul, El Ghoul's family line has at last been freed, and the devil Neza is out for blood to reclaim his total domination over planet Earth. Neza has supercharged magic. Anyone who dares use it is overcome by a demonic evil that supercharges their abilities to dangerous, unpredictable, and in some cases, deadly levels. With Damien in Neza's clutches and Bruce haunted by the return of an old friend, the Dark Knight and the Boy Wonder are pitted against one another in the battle of the century. I mean, yeah. Those two need to get their issues settled anyways and need to go at each other's throats and get it out of their system. But we're going to end this here and we'll get back with more goodies sometime soon. All right. Next up, we got Beacon Alley. It's a soft-covered graphic novel. I'm sure they probably got hardcover too called Bedtime Jitters by Harper Valley. Late at night, the swamp is full of weird noises, spooky noises, like the gurnt, gurnt of the horrible grunty beast, the ch-ch-ch-ch-ch of the chilling chatter ghost, and the zump, zump of the mechanical zump monster. How is Beak the Bird supposed to get any rest with these scary sounds all around him? Luckily, Allie the Alligator has some good ideas about where all the racket is coming from. Beak and Allie is an early reader graphic novel series by Norm Fuate. It's great for kids, great for bedtime. Get them all a little bit nervous before bed. Help give them those interesting dreams that they can have. Uh, we got a Belladonna killer body bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. 
I noticed a lot of these are starting to cross over now, just different covers, but same sets of other ones that we've seen. There's Bell Hunt of Centaurs, Centaurs, number one by Xenoscope Entertainment. 32 epic pages of content as Bell continues her search for the elusive gateway of Tartarus to rescue her mother. She finds herself ensnared in a ceremonial hunt where she is the prize. Can Belle survive this deadly encounter with these magical legendary masters of the hunt, or will she become another trophy? And this one sounds vaguely familiar, and I just feel like we had that storyline just not long ago. But I could be wrong. Next up, we have Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Digest, number 307 by Archie Comics. Brand new story, Cemetery Situation, and we're supposed to have some Halloween stuff. This is stuff that should be coming out around October, so I was hoping for some good Halloween-y Archie stories, but we'll see. Cemetery Situation, Betty, Veronica, Archie Jughead, and a few of their friends are walking together on their way to the Halloween dance after party. Shrill suggests that they take a shortcut through the graveyard. What could possibly go wrong? They soon find themselves in for a night of spooky shenanigans. Who is Shrill? I don't remember a character named Shrill. So that would probably set things off right there if someone named Shrill is telling you what to do. And I just keep going back and forth. I just I know they're gonna glorify Biden and all these stories, and I wanna I wanna read some of them. <laughs> but we have Biden's Titans versus Elon Musk number one by Keen Spot Entertainment. Billionaire billionaire tyrant. I think I call him a tyrant. Elon Musk has finally gone too far in his quest to control the world, and only one superhero team can stop him. Biden's Titans, and now America's favorite president supergroup, at, have gained a new teammate, the mutant actor known to mankind as Johnny Depp. Sadly, the Titans also attract a dangerous new enemy, Depp and Musk's angry ex, Amber Heard. The Biden's Titan saga stupidly continues in this shocking fourth chapter. And hey, covers A to D connect to form one massive image, man. Includes bonus pullout poster. So they're trying to get you forcefully by four issues to get a big image. Of all four issues of, uh, I suppose, no, it would be all, if it's a four issue run, all four issues would combine, hopefully, instead of it having four covers. It does say covers A to D, though, but they only offer us cover A, so I don't know. I don't like where this is going, but we'll see. I may read it as a trade in the future if they have all the different storylines because there was two storylines so far that kind of caught my eye. Then we have Billy Tucci, Miss Fury, Lithograph Prince. I mean, Miss Fury, it, it's a Catwoman-style character. These are beautiful portraits of beautiful lady done very well. Uh, great imagery. It's just... By Dynamite Entertainment, if you want those, get those prints. I wouldn't mind a set in my collection, but they do have quite a little price tag on them. So retailing at 100 bucks, I don't know. I'd actually have to see them physically to pay that kind of money for them. Next up, we have Black Adam, Justice Society Files. Adam Smasher, number one, one shot by DC Comics. Al Rothstein has big shoes to fill, very big shoes, but he needs to prove himself 
before he can call himself Adam Smasher. He has the costume, and he has a mission. He just has to make it through the night in one piece. And in part three of the Teth Adam backup story, history begins to repeat itself. As in ancient Kandik, Teth Adam's son, Harut, crosses a line for the greater good, while in the present, Adriana's son, Aman, joins the race to save the sought-after Ethereum idol from Intergang's clutches. I don't know. That was too much work on my brain to understand what was all going on there. (laughs) Not really, but it just didn't grab me or pull me in like I was thinking. Next up, we got Black Caravan Premier, John's Clark Something Juicy, number one. By Black Caravan. At least I think it's a premiere. It's P-R-E-M. The most popular girl in school digs for juicy dirt on the girl who stole her boyfriend. But a frightening truth finds her instead. From the creators of Black Friday and Playthings comes the dark look at high school drama. This dark look at high school drama. Well, that doesn't tell us nothing. And it's got a pretty messed up looking cover, so that's not going to pull me in either. So you should have done better explaining it. We got Black Man's Guide to Getting Pulled Over by Microcosm Publishing. If it comes up for me. Black Man's Guide satirically explores the issue of police harassment in an effort to find a solution to the problem. Or, you know, at least make cops feel guilty enough to leave us alone. I mean, don't wander back and forth around your vehicle avoiding the cop or yelling at him or throwing things at him or doing that either to set him off. I mean, I'm... Not against any of it. I agree that cops do profile, do point things out on people, but it's all people. It's a lot of people. It's There are other races and ethnicities out there that get treated just as bad as everybody else. And we got to look at everybody in the same way and just look at each other as a society of humans. And not look at each other as individual different representatives of different types of characters and stuff like that. And we have to at least have some respect for our civil servants to a point until they act like jackasses. But we can't start out by acting like jackasses ourselves. And throwing fits of rage in front of them and not expecting them to respond to that. And there's a lot of times I see things and it's like, why did you do that? Why did you have to set them off? Why didn't you just listen to what he said, do what you're told, and then fight the system? Don't fight it out in the middle of nowhere where you have no one to back you up, no one to record the events or anything like that it's like do it where it makes the most sense that's just in my opinion but hey i'm a dumb white man (laughs) so i can't talk for anybody else i guess but even though i've gone through a lot of shit too and you look down upon for lots of things in life ethnicities, cultures, clothing, body art, hair lengths, hairstyles, and people are just jackasses. Uh, that's why we need to make sure that there, we reverse things that 
allow us to have more people on this freaking planet to cause more problems and more issues. They don't give a shit about you until you're born. Once you're born, they're done with you. Until you're old enough to go to war, then they want you back. Then they need you again. <laughs> it's like, uh, we need to change. But I don't need to talk about that. This is previews of goodies coming out. We don't need to get depressed about a bunch of other shit right now. Talk about that some other day. All right. Next up, we got Blade in the Dark, number one, by Black Caravan. Lots of Black Caravan stuff in this run. Uh, They came masked in the dead of night and burned the village to ash. Rook of the Hidden Song, sole survivor to his people, must seek vengeance. Yet the path ahead is strewn with hidden dangers, monstrous creatures inhabiting the skins of the dead and dying, human soldiers warped by supernatural forces and rogue gods intent on mischief and destruction. Rook must cut a path of blood and reclaim the treasured heart of his ashen village or die in the attempt and take his place alongside his slaughtered kin. That doesn't sound like a fun story. It sounds really depressing. <laughs> uh, this one, I've been wanting some bloodshot stuff to get me pulled into this character, see if I like it or not. Then this one, we have Bloodshot Unleashed, number one. From Valiant Entertainment. Let's see if this one can pull me in. We have dangerous super soldiers and bloodthirsty living weapons have mysteriously escaped into the world to wreak havoc across the dying towns and un- and forgotten forgotten farms of America. Now Bloodshot must take up arms again to travel across the country hunting down these violent monsters, battling his own demons, and defending the most defenseless Denny's camp. And and defending the most defenseless. Sorry, I thought that was going on. But it's getting into the artist and writers, Dennis Camp and John Davis Hunt. Join forces to unleash Valiant Entertainment's first mature reader's title that puts the blood in bloodshot. I just... I don't know, that one's not really pulling me in either, but we'll see. I might check out the first issue just to get a little little more bloodshot in my background. Next up, we got Bone Orchard Mythos. 10,000 Black Feathers, number one, by Image Comics. It's being stubborn, so we got to give it a second. It's got an interesting cover with a blood-dripping feather on the cover. From the acclaimed creator team behind Gideon Falls, Primordial and the Passageway, comes a new series in the bold and ambitious shard horror universe of the Bone Orchard mythos. Trish and Jackie are best friends and avid gamers, but when the line between reality and their fantasy world is blurred by an evil darkness, can they be the heroes of their own story? 10,000 Black Feathers is the newest entry into the Bone Orchard mythos from Lemir Sorrentino, This universe will feature self-contained graphic novels and limited series about the horrors waiting to be discovered within the Bone Orchard. I'm so far behind on that stuff, there's no way I could get caught up on it. So I won't even bother until I see a good trade or two that start popping up. 
Next up, we have Boogeyman, number one by Ablaze Media. Monsters don't only exist in children's minds. Passionate about and reading, Elliot has always had a preference for the stories of Boogeyman. Those monstrous creatures which at night hide in the shadows or under the bed to frighten little children. He can't imagine how much they will change his life. Witnessing the bloody murder of his parents, he will discover that, in reality, boogeymen do indeed exist, and very precise codes govern their existence. When one of the most powerful boogeymen, Father Death, decides to protect him, Elliot finds himself plunged into a terrible conflict at the heart of a universe as terrifying as it is fascinating. On a dark, stormy night, Elliot's destiny will be fulfilled. And it's... Sounds like it could be fun. It's done by Ablaze Media. They do a good job with their... Storylines, might check that one out. Next up, we have Born of Blood, number one, by Merck Publishing. And of course, my page froze up on that one. There it goes. Ancient Sparta is a dangerous place. I am Spartacus. It requires a strong hand to keep its rivals at bay, and for years King Cleomenes' strength did just that. But after losing his queen, who only offered him one heir, his daughter Jairus, he's decided he must put her through a baptism of fire to prepare her to one day take his place in defending Sparta. Will she rise to the challenge, or will she and Sparta fall? I don't know. She kind of has... I get more Arabian Nights feel from her on the cover than I do from as far as Sparta style. But we will see what it has to offer. Next up, we got Breakout Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. Again, hanging in the winds. Leaving me hanging. This looks like it collects issues one to four of the series. If you're looking for a new science fiction that brings a bit of fear... Fun heist vibes and heavy dose of mystery. Pick up Breakout. It's a mix of genuine, ominous, terror, and hope. <laughs> Looks looked kind of interesting when it, the run was coming out. I did consider checking it back then. Uh, let's see here. I suppose we can throw one more in here. Briar, number one, by Boom Studios. What if Sleeping Beauty never got her happily ever after, and instead had to save herself? Set in a brutal fantasy world that time forgot, this isn't the fairy tale you know. Uh, it's Christopher Cantwell and Germaine Garcia reimagine the classic tale as an epic dark fantasy adventure. They like doing all these dark fairy tales nowadays, amping up the nastiness. Then we have Brilliant Trade Paperback, Dark Horse Edition, by Dark Horse Comics, of course. And I knew I should have stopped it there because 
this is being stubborn too. Doesn't want to come up. Okay, the first creator-owned book by Ultimate Spider-Man co-creators Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Brilliant tells the story of a handful of college-age geniuses who challenge each other to solve the mystery of superpowers. Can the best and brightest change science fiction into science fact? And if so, how will the world at large react? Brilliant is a thriller of the highest order. It is a story of how true power can either destroy or protect the strongest of friendships. It is the story of how the world will react when our true potential is finally unlocked. Collecting Brilliant, number one to five. And I think... Well, I suppose I will end it on this. They have a Back to the Future Dice Through Time game by Ravensburger USA Incorporated. So you get a fun Back to the Future game, playing with dice. What the heck? Why not? Something to get the family together and play some games. That's always good. So we're going to end it there, and we'll get back with more goodies sometime soon.